What is the Raconteur Collection? The Raconteur Collection is a show hosted by Jack and Charlie, two brothers who have a passion for anything and everything. You see, the Raconteur Collection is all about everything, anything, and, well, nothing. Do you miss hanging out with your friends and talking about random stuff? Well, we may be right for you. Do you like video games, anime, all those nerdy topics? Do you like deep tangents and stories of unremarkable yet remarkable lives? Join the Raconteur Collection. Follow the life of someone just like you. Charlie, an aspiring writer and super nerd, and Jack, a jack of, <laughs> well, a jack of all trades and fellow everyman. Oh, and did I mention the random bursts of creative storytelling, as with the bonus episodes of Tales of Ephemera? A storytelling show about stories from all realities. Yes, you heard that right. What, are you still waiting to follow us? We'll talk to you soon. Raconteur Collection. I am your host, Charlie, joined by, some would say co-host, some would say brother, some would say friend, some would say mortal enemy, Jack. Jack, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing doing pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the mortal enemy labeling, but I mean, I'll take it mortal enemies are usually worthy enemies, you know what I mean? So... But yeah, I'm doing good. Everyone, the Raconteur oh. Collection is a show about everything and nothing all at the same time. <laughs> you douche. I wanted just to interrupt you when I was uh, doing that, but I was like, nah, I'll let him say his little piece about the mortal enemy thing. That's all right. I mean, well, man. Yep. What? Yep. What a good, yeah, start, what a good start, I feel, Jack, to. Yeah. The start of this great start. Five. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just trying to starting with isolation. I'm just trying to, and then it, moving over to <laughs> chapter. Sorry, two. sorry, listeners. Sorry, uh, or, sorry. Chapter five, episode two of the Raconteur Collection, which is all about social media. Um, hopefully, Jack will stop interrupting me so he can actually record the show, and it's not just utter garbage. But it's called entertainment. Okay. You know, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh-huh. Entertainment. <laughs> but, um, you know, I am very excited for this episode. We got into it a little bit when we were talking about isolation. Um, and I, before I kind of get into how our weeks have been and, you know, how we've been doing, very quick, small announcement. Uh, you guys have spoken, and next week's episode will be all about high school. Just checked uh, Patreon this morning. The votes were tied between work-life balance and high school. Checked it today, and high school had the last vote, which, God, thank God, I was really worried that it was going to just tie out for all three topics, but we just would have chosen one. So everyone, we'll be talking about high school for this next episode. Um, if you have any feedback as far as high school, good or bad, go ahead and drop us. You, know, you can send us an email. You can message us on Instagram. You can message us on Facebook. Uh, anything will do. Um, don't be, don't feel bad about just saying something like, Hey, high school kind of sucked. And you know, this was why, or just like a one sentence. It doesn't have to be this like novel thought out 
novel of um, a response. Well, when of I started I high school in the summer oh, of... Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but anything is good because, you know, we can kind of frame the conversation around that. So if you're like, man, high school is bad for me, but I don't really want to bring that up. Go ahead, just send us a message and say, you know what, high school sucked for me. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. Like, you don't have to go into more detail. You don't have to leave these, like, paragraph comments, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because in kind of going out of the way for, I feel like this last week leading up to social media, Jack, really kind of pushed a little bit harder for feedback. And we only got a little bit of feedback um, right before it. I understand people's schedules are busy. That's fine. So I'm not asking. I'm not being like, hey, slap on the wrist. Nothing like that. But what I just want to say is that, like, you know, we, I want to kind of like, you know, help people. Like, it's not, you don't have to give me this, like, oh my gosh, in high school, X, Y, and Z happened. And then, you know, 10,000 words. I, I'm not even looking for that much. So just like going forward, anything will do. Um, even if you want to like reach out and like if you want to text Jack or I, if you know us personally, go right ahead. If you text us and you don't know us personally, that's a little creepy and I might be a little concerned. But how'd you get this number? Who knows? <laughs> who is Jack, this? before we jump into uh, social media this week, uh, how has your week been? How's your week been leading up to this glorious Saturday that which we are recording on this hot Saturday. You know, besides hot, it being super hot. hot this whole week and like really hot. humid on top of that, it's been a pretty good week. Work at the warehouse is getting kind of a little too monotonous for me. And the more I work there, the more I'm thinking I hate the mentality of, you know, money is everything that everyone has when especially when it comes to like commission like oh you can make great money when you start making commission but like you have to like really really like you know bust your butt trying to get this commission pay which really isn't all that good so what laura and i have kind of put into the works is that starting in september hopefully well we're gonna do it as best we can uh, I'm gonna switch to full-time merchandising, and she's gonna go part-time, and then that way, hopefully, she can get to some kind of schooling or, you know, or whatever. We're kind of trying to make, to make that switch, and then also, I have my nights and evenings free, and I'm working a much less laborious job for very slightly less money. So, yeah, you know, it's really, yeah. it's kind of a win-win. You know, we'll be making a little bit less when she goes part-time, but we'll be fine. We just got to be smart financially, yeah. which we are getting a lot better at. So, other than that, um, I listened to Limp Biscuit's first album for the first time. Really interested in their sound in that first album, and it's really good. It's really good. Although, whenever I find a new album for me, you know, or a new artist that I like, kind of listen to, I like diving into their history and stuff. And all I'm gonna say is, I think. Um, What's his name? The guy, the vocalist for Limp Bizkit. Uh, I have no idea. So Lord, do you know his name? You will have no help from me. I, I, I no help from. I was Charlie watching Master. an NLSS earlier, and they mentioned it, but I can't remember. Anyways, I guess he's like a huge douchebag, though. So, mm-hmm. but I was like, yeah, you know. But their first album's interesting, and then I forgot the name of a Daft Punk song, and that like actually scared me. So I have to go back and listen to a lot of Daft Punk again. Because I felt really bad. Because at work, this guy was like, "Hey, what's the name of this song?" And I was like, "Oh my god, 
I figured out it was Phoenix. I don't know. It was Phoenix from Death Punks on Homework, which came out in 1996. But, you know, uh, <laughs> at the time I couldn't answer and I felt really horrible. I'm like losing my legacy because everyone knows me for Daft Punk if they don't know anything else about me. So, and then finally, uh, Warzone, Try and I got a win. I'm not sure if we talked about that on the podcast last week, but we got a win in Warzone. Felt really good. So, things have been going well. Things have been going well. I can agree. That win did feel good. Um, I got to say, though, I, I really enjoy playing Warzone. Like, it's fun to play. But I will say, man, if the matches aren't going your way, um, it makes me kind of angry it's, now. It's Especially defeating. if I'm like awake and alert and like have a like energy, you know. Um, rather than getting defeated, as I kind of do, if I'm like maybe a little, if I've worked that day or like you know if I'm a little tired, it, it kind of just makes me angry. And it's just, you know, I, it's one of those things. And Jack always says it, and I know he's right. Um, Cause it kind of, as with everything in life, you know, the more you do something, the better you'll get at it. Um, but that's kind of my problem is, you know, ultimately I don't know if I want to play <laughs> more on my off time. Cause there's just other games that I'd rather play. Although he did say everyone, but, you know, he did say that when the skill based matchmaking was on his level, it was a lot more yeah. fun for him rather than it being on my level. So oh, definitely even yeah so even facing the defeats in these matches i still felt like i had more of a chance like it wasn't just like being lasered um laser you know i feel like the a lot of the matches we had today were a lot of like we would get a team and then we would get like sandwiched between two other teams or just a lot of like bad timing and situations on our part which you know is kind of hard to control in a battle royale game Yep, but yep, yep. uh you know other than that i jack i've had a really good week um good good i kind of got back on track with my workouts and you know it was really good really you know and i think honestly that kind of helped a lot with my week good um but again i had a little bit of a shorter week as well both wednesday and thursday i just work short four hour shifts and so honestly those are just really nice days to you know have way more time in my day uh, I think that also might coincide with I gave myself a very specific writing project to work on. I'm not going to share anything right now to kind of keep it under wraps because I kind of want to make it a uh, audio production when I'm done. Um, but it'll definitely be, you know, around 10,000 words. Um, I'm kind of trying to set my sights on like completing like a short novella and making it really good. A novella really is probably even I mean, this is probably more classified as a short story, really. But, um, you know, trying to kind of take a lot of the big, epic, grand ideas I have and squeeze it into a short story and, you know, see how I can make that work and kind of test myself and kind of retread some of the themes and stuff I've written about and the book Manelica that is out right now for, you know, some test readers. Kind of retreading some of those themes, but in a different way, you know, just kind of building up some skill sets and... So that's been working well as, you know, all I can say. You know, as far as the game front, because I know everybody who listens to me loves to hear about what I'm playing. I mean, Hades was a big hit with uh, the group as I brought it up. Um, gotta say, playing a game right now called Monster Train. It's a uh, card-based game. It's uh, really good so far. So if you have Steam, I would check it out. Um, it's definitely, I don't feel the 
kind of longevity of that game as I did with a game like Slay the Spire, for example. Mm -hmm. Slay the Spire, like you kind of wrap your head around it really quick, but then you were like, oh, this game's a lot deeper than I thought, you know, especially as you get more into it. This game, I can kind of see the through line. Um, And right now, my only complaint with it is that based on the luck of the draw and the luck of what cards you're drafting as, you know, you progress through the game, like you progress through your run, it can be way harder or you basically get to this point where you're like, I know I'm going to win. And so it's like, I guess I'll see as we go on what that kind of evolves into. But I got to say, this game has a system to where every time you win, you unlock like an extra difficulty to add to your run. I, To be honest, I'm not too much of a fan of that kind of game system. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like it when I feel like I have to like, you get used to playing a certain way and then this game's like, well, hey, now you're going to play to where you have yeah. some extra cards that don't do anything yeah, you and they min, hurt you, you if you don't min play max, them. And you know, you got to do this. It's kind of the same it, way you know, in uh, Luck Be a Landlord. Yeah. Like you win and it's like, oh, well, this tier adds, this rent payment costs 25 more coins and then, you know, oh, now you have a X or, you know, they kind of, right, which is fine, but it almost makes it, yeah. you feel kind of <laughs> limited because you know what works really well and so, Instead of experimenting, yeah. which is hard difficulties kind of don't let you, you're just kind of left to be doing you what you know works. Because at that right. point, you can't really go off right. luck anymore. Like, you have to start, you know, building off what you know instead of trying out and experiencing more of the game. Right. But, you know, I uh, still really early, probably only about six hours in so far. So, you know, it's um, definitely early. I will say, though, after playing Hades, which does have a mechanic for making subsequent runs after victory harder, I like that one much more because it's very granular. And Hades is cool as well because anyone, you know, anyone out there, our patrons who have played it, especially looking at uh, Michael and Jack Henry, you can actually, there is a, one of the checkboxes you can check is called Extreme Measures, and it basically changes the mechanics of the boss fights. And so you can basically make the bosses harder, but like the game itself is not getting harder. So like once you get to the point where you're just steamrolling bosses, you can be like, oh, I can make the game harder by making this boss harder. And so like, you know, Hades, I just think is a really, really great, like really just well-designed game. And so it's tough going, it's tough being, you know, it's tough being going to like another game and not seeing some of that same detail. But then again, we're early. Hades might have just been right up my alley, and so that's why I feel that way. But, you know. Uh, Jack, that's about all I got. I know we... uh, I actually planned for this little catch-up and how our week's been to be a little bit shorter. But um, if you're ready, let's go ahead and uh, jump into this topic. Um, You know, another thing I'd like to bring up really quick for our patrons. um, I've got some small feedback from some listeners of the show that say that it might be nice to have dividers or sections where you can jump straight into the episode topic. Um, so like to be able to skip, you know, the weekly update types thing. Um, mm-hmm. I am totally willing to do that. I like a little musical break or something like that, but uh, I'll wait for some feedback because when I listen to podcasts, I kind of like the natural flow and the natural building of a conversation, the callback to earlier things, you know? Yeah. I mean, because go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, as people, you know, we're very much a product of, you know, the moment that we're in. And so I feel like when we talk about our weeks, 
and leading up into the topic, we're kind of framing how we've been processing and thinking about the topic, you know? Oh, have we had a busy week? Not that much time to think about it. Or have we had a good week? Maybe we'll have you more energized to talk about. So that's from my point of view, but I'm totally willing to hear different points of view or different options i mean we might even just do something like at the end of the description because each episode has you know description you can read at the end of that it's like hey topic starts at this at the end of the description that way there's no break in the flow and if someone's interested enough you know like hey if you're interested in the description you can skip directly to the topic and skip out on all the catch up if you don't care about us as people which is fine (laughs) (laughs) which is fine jack Yes, sir. Social media. What is it? We touched... (laughs) What is? What is? We touched on social media a little bit during our isolation topics, which really kind of brought it to the forefront of my mind for something I did want to talk about. Uh, I believe both Jack and I have done a lot of research into social media, um, but as far as the research goes, we really are going to try to use that to frame some more conversations because as with isolation, we're very much approaching this topic as, you know, how, what social media has been for us, what is our view for social media? So going into this conversation, I want to make it very clear from the get go that a lot of what we'll be talking about is our personal experiences, a little bit of feedback we got, in our ideas and feelings of social media as a whole based on the people we are. Yeah. So if you hear something in which, for example, I'm like, man, Instagram is so stupid. <laughs> and you're like, oh man, I, I love Instagram. Instagram. That's fine. I'm yeah. not, I'm this is very much a biased and perspective based conversation. And I just wanted to set the ground on that because I don't want to get these topics of like, oh, you just don't understand or you just don't get it because that might be the case for like, I don't understand Snapchat, never going to get it. But, uh, you know, I feel like I understand what Facebook is trying to do. I feel like I understand what Instagram is trying to do. So I wanted to kind of set the groundwork for that just because I didn't want to have that conversation of people being like, well, man, why are you just crapping over social media? Because I feel like as even though there will be positives in this episode, there will definitely be moments of criticism and kind of speculation about the negative impact this could have on the future and positive impacts, which is kind of why I like this, like this topic. Cause it's very, for me personally, very double-sided, like very negative, very positive. The, uh, so Jack, I'll pass it to you. Uh, what do you want to, what do you want to start with my friend? Well, because it's the word of the week, well, the word of this chapter for us, nebulous social media is yet another nebulous topic. I, I like to believe. Um, and, it's interesting. Trey, you know what I found really interesting while I was doing my research? Hmm. The term social media was coined. <laughs> Start reading a wiki article. Jack said that, he's like, I don't like when you're reading from the wiki articles. And I was like, yo, I wrote everything I was reading out loud last time. I just want to say that. But, yo, I copied the Wikipedia Yo, I copy article, and paste I wrote it. that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, anyways, I think it was 1999, but there's some varying sources about who said, you know, oh, one woman was like, I said this, and but who knows? But again, I got to ask because now I'm just spitballing. Charlie, what was the question? <laughs> I was, I, how did you want to start us out today with social media? Mm, okay, yeah, this is this is one thing I really wanted to, I was actually surprised by this. Charlie, if you had to guess, what year mm. was Facebook started? 2004? Yes. If you had to guess, what, uh, what year was <laughs> MySpace started? Ooh, 
I what two thousand maybe two thousand four. Same time, the same year. I was wondering if they were the same time, and I mean, because I know Facebook went through that period where it was private, like you had to be invited. To yeah, and it was called Facebook. the Facebook. That I think. Yeah, really early callback. I remember one of my older cousins when I went over to one of our cousins' house as like a kid. I remember them talking about Facebook and how they were excited that they got invited to be a part of it. So interesting, is, uh, dude. So weird to think about now. But like, I found it really interesting because MySpace is kind of typically what we you and I think about it as like the first like social media, you know, like in, in our experience, I know there was like AOL and like message, there's a lot of like messaging things that were used. I'm not going to count those in social medias personally, because I, I mean, of course it is social, but it's not social media as we think of it. You know, I don't think so well, like social media. Can... Oh, WhatsApp, because you know, that doesn't right. What were we going to say? Right. If I could stop you here, I wanted to like, just a, a brief like timeline of events. So I was born in 92, Jack was born in 94. So we did grow up in the 90s, but I would really say like the early 2000s or when we start, you know, being what, eight years old, seven, eight years old, um, yeah, really becoming more aware of the world. And yeah, so for us, MySpace was like the first big one, you know, um, Facebook didn't even really come into the conversation until later on for us. Yeah, like probably what 2006, 2007. It had to have been eight, like when I know, started high school. I feel like more. is when Facebook was more of a thing, like in in right. our world. And so we, yeah. So we don't want to discount, you know, like um before 2000, like IRC chats or a lot of those. But we did not use those, and so for us, that is like we're stretching too far back. And I don't have any personal experience with that. Exactly. So. You know, as far as like an interest, like in an entry point, that was MySpace for us. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just so to kind of the the biggest memories I have of MySpace was just how customizable the platform was, and how whenever you made friends on MySpace, their everyone's page was totally unique, totally their own. And you know, you go to a friend's page, like, dude, how did they get that background, or how did they get that animated thing? How do they get the music to play? Like, so I remember like going to a friend's page and be like, yo, how did you get those songs on your MySpace page? And then, you know, like, I remember figuring out how to do that. And, like, there was, like, a slight bit of, like, coding almost, like, very minimal that you could do with MySpace. And so it was a really unique and personalized social platform, which I kind of I kind of miss, you know, but I understand how I believe if, if that falls into, like, to the wrong hands, it can probably go very wrong very fast. So, but... Yeah, I remember using MySpace for only a couple years, and I when when we had it, we didn't use it a ton. Uh, so in the Facebook for me, I think it was like two thousand eight, maybe two. That sounds right. I was fourteen, two thousand eight. So that sounds about the time that I started getting into Facebook and being more online. If that makes sense. Right. My name on MySpace was you know Gernzelik Volenstog, which I think is still a pretty cool name. Oh my but gosh. There's a picture of me getting my Some first like airsoft fantasy ass orc name. Yeah, I know my first uh, airsoft shotgun is is on there. Uh, this <laughs> knife I found by Target. Remember that knife with the eagle head handle? Yeah, I found that by Target. I also found a double bladed axe by Target one time. I don't know if you remember that. Creepy. Yeah, Creepy. I found it in a dumpster. So that was fun. And then, uh, what else? There's a picture of me looking like a total dork. Uh, with like this little eight dollar 
track phone I bought, I was like, I bought this myself. And then last one I want to say is there's a picture of Isaac Clark from Dead Space looking out over the, uh, you know, out into space through a hole in Ishimura. And the caption, this is, I'm making myself cringe. This is how I feel sometimes. So alone. Or what? It was something like that. And now you go back and look at that stuff and it's, it's horrible, man. It's horrible. Yeah. I, so what's so interesting, I think about MySpace is that, you know, while I was in high school, which of course is going to be an upcoming topic. So we'll kind of keep, um, the discussion of high school to a minimum, but MySpace or MySpace really played that role of almost how I would interact with people and how, it almost turned into, you know, you're ranking your friends. Because if anybody remembers MySpace, I what I remember vividly is how big of a deal it was when, you know, the popular kids would have so-and-so as their second friend, so-and-so as their first friend. And that was always a thing. And that was always a thing with like, oh, hey, how do you tell if you like a girl? Oh, she's higher up on your friends list, your top friends, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> So that's, you know, right away, I think we're getting into that um, kind of territory of ranking people and creating a persona online that is separate from who you are, um, you know, because you, you can at that point and to kind of speak into the customization of MySpace, you can make MySpace how you, exactly you want it to look, you know whether it was borrowing code from another site, you see, oh, like these pre-made, kind of these like prefabs that you could uh, edit and alter. But for me, I think it was really how, you know, that was the first time that I kind of became aware of like, oh, I can make myself seem different on MySpace. I Mm -hmm. can, I don't have to be kind of the lonely, quiet kid anymore. Um, I can actually be, you know, around and interact and, you know, follow people from a distance and learn about people through MySpace, through these kind of curated profiles that people put forward. Yeah. And while I think that problem wasn't, they're not even a problem, while that kind of dynamic of MySpace wasn't necessarily kind of coming into full fruition yet, I think if you fast forward to now, so 2021, you know, I think that that uh, blurring of the line between the type of person you are on social media and the type of person you are in real life is definitely like very, very distinct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, I think, both good and bad. I think there are aspects of it that I think are really cool, aspects that are really bad. But, uh, you know, Jack, I think moving on, from MySpace, I mean, unless you have anything else you want to kind of toss into the the MySpace camp here. Uh, do you want to see a picture of me at Christmas Eve? This is why I can't wait till we can do a video to. podcast. Um, I would love to. Also, my we'll post these in the Discord. My just, uh, my your my URL. Can you guess what my URL is for my MySpace page? Uh, I don't know if that link will work. Uh, I don't know. Like Freedom Kill Fighter Seven. Freedom Fighter 7. You remember that's when we were playing Freedom Fighters a lot. Gernzelic Wallenstag. Wallenstag. Golly, what? Where'd you come up with that name? Dude, I don't know. I kind of like it, though. Where? Oh, gosh, sorry. 
It's crazy that MySpace still exists. Yeah, it's not the platform that we remember at all, but. Oh my gosh, look at your little Justin Bieber hair. Okay, it's not. Yeah, I'll definitely be to post this. It wasn't that uh, bad, but maybe it is that bad. It's, it's you know. It's, I'll, it I'll save it. it. I'll post it. <laughs> Discord exclusive right there, guys. But, uh, yeah, another uh, reason to go join our Discord. But, um, you know, Jack, I think to move on, so very quickly, and I think I fell off the train a little bit moving from MySpace to Facebook. But, you know, very early on, I did have a Facebook and going into Facebook, Instagram, I mean, what do you think that evolution was for you? Like, how did that affect you, you know, going forward? So we're talking about end of high school, moving into, you know, your life after high school. So I'm going to college, you know, you're at home, you're working. So what is um, social media at this point? kind of look like for you Mm -hmm. and how do you feel like it helped slash hurt you you know i mean i mean not how did it hurt how did it hurt me no but uh well sorry i I did bump the desk apologies everyone so i mean social media was something that i didn't really get into for a while because i didn't have a smartphone i got a smartphone pretty late compared to a lot of my peers uh but when i did get one i was kind of hesitant to start posting on a lot of social media uh and nowadays i'm not hesitant but i really i I'm kind of like I was then. I don't post that much on any social medias nowadays because I just don't. But back then, Facebook was mainly, hey, I'm getting some zebra cakes. Anyone want to hang out? There's my Facebook post, you know, three times a week. Or I would use it to share like those videos that me and Jack Henry and all of our, our little friend group made, which I wish I still had that old Facebook profile, but... I remember I deleted that one and I had like this new one because I did, that's when I made Clumsy Titan. That's when I made this new profile mm. because I was like, this is like my personal Facebook page and then this is my, you know, official business profile or whatever, which is not, you know, I was like, what, 18? Didn't know what I was doing, but I think I had the right idea, <laughs> but I just was like, ah, eh, I don't like switching. So I just deleted the old one, but I didn't keep all the old videos, which I really wish I did. And so, you know, as far as that goes, I just, I really didn't use a lot of social media. Twitter was in, well, I started using that when I started streaming. Uh, and then nowadays I use it to scroll the explore page every so often. I hardly interact with people on there and I just post, hey, I'm live or hey, new, new Racketeer Collection episode. So, but I need to be more active on there for sure. And then, you know, other than that, I just, I've never really been a social media guy, but it has been very much, you know, you meet someone new or say like, say like you're dating and you start talking to someone, you know, okay, well, what's like, what's your Instagram? You know, what's your, you know, I don't know if people ask what's your Facebook or, you know, like you, you basically, you ask for people's social medias, like back then you ask for people's social medias to kind of get to know them because people... They, I feel like people, especially now, put a lot more of themselves rather than like a different identity. But there's, it's always a more extravagant version of yourself. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I actually yeah. do like this, but I'm not like that all the time because it costs a lot of money or it takes a lot of time. So, I don't know. I don't really know if I answered the question. Right. 
No, yeah, you did answer the question. That I think brings us right to the point where I kind of wanted to incorporate some feedback. We got uh, Michael actually sent us some feedback on Discord. Thank you, Michael. And Thank you, Michael. And he said, uh, so here are my thoughts on social media. Yes, it's a really great tool for connection, but I often see the other side of that blade and the toxicity that persists on various platforms. I hate that people use it as a soapbox, and it's turned me off to say Facebook for a long time now, and I haven't missed it one bit. I agree. On the flip side, I find myself needing to be engaged with other people. I mean, that's just kind of human nature. And the nature of my job requires me to stay interactive or to stay uh, yeah, interactive on uh, Instagram and such. It's truly inescapable unless you want to be off the grid or basically obsolete and out of touch with the pulse of human connection. I want yeah, to circle back to that because I think that's very, very, yeah, um, yeah, consciousness. But uh, I feel like that is a very profound point, and I kind of want to circle back to it. But uh, we as a society are going to have to reckon with this newfound technology and eventually be faced with the choices of freedom of the internet and much more. It's a big topic, I guess, but I see it going down a good road and a bad one Real simultaneously. Quick. Try, can you do a good JFK impression? No. I can't either. I was going to do, we as a society, I can't do a good JFK impression, but that's why I pictured that his voice for that last sentence. Someone, weird. yeah, <laughs> someone else do, can do it way better. So, 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 someone else, someone else. Yeah, someone else. I'm not even going to try to uh, embarrass myself. <laughs> I do that enough. So I think, honestly, and reading Michael's feedback, it's exactly how I feel. Um, for a while there, really before I would say we started the podcast, I kind of cut myself off from social media. I took it off my phone and... And um, just kind of disconnected because, I mean, for a couple of reasons. A, I had a falling out with like an old ex-girlfriend and she was just toxic and kind of horrible. And I just was like, God, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I'm not going to deal with like the seeing the posts that are va- like, you know, faintly veiled that are about me that are like negative. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't get that because... It's so, it seems so passive aggressive. And I think yeah. that was my big turnoff to it is that, yes, like you're interacting with people, but what you have to understand is that like all these interactions are public, you know, it's almost as if you're having these conversations, not in private, but in public. I mean, when we're talking about comments or when we're talking about posts, I mean, I think what escapes people is, you know, even if your posts aren't being interacted with, there are people that are reading them, you know, and it's, that's kind of always been interesting to me is because I'd feel very much as Michael said, where I feel like I kind of need it, you know, and I wanted to circle back to something you said, Jack, to where, you know, you would only kind of interact with social media when you needed it. And it's hard because, you know, coming into this podcast and talking about promoting the podcast, you know, we need to promote it on social media. Yeah. Where else are you going to, pro- you know, where else are you going to promote? And suddenly I'm like, man, why aren't we getting the likes? Why are we getting this? But then I'm like, if I saw this post, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't comment. I'd be like, oh, it's cool. Or the people we hate. Then I'd move on. And can I blame people for that? No, of course not. So at some point, you know, I need to realize that it's not as negative as I make it seem. And it's more, I think I've had some negative experiences with social media. And you know, very much as again, with what Michael said, like the other side of that, it's a really great tool for connection, but it's also really toxic. I mean, 
people can spread misinformation, people can just spout. You end up kind of isolating yourself in a little echo chamber of only listening and hearing people that agree with you or, you know, you know, because everything kind of just is all the algorithms are programmed to like, oh, you like this post where we're going to show you more posts like that. And see, we kind of end up in this like snowball of like, oh, man, I'm just finding all the stuff that's making just, you know, it's just defining and it's just, you know, supporting my uh, bias. And uh, I mean, Jack, I've even noticed this on Instagram. So like I've been going through it and a lot of cool artwork's been popping up and I've been liking it because I'm like, oh, that's good. I like that for some inspiration. I'll look at that later. Yeah. But you know what? Instagram noticed Instagram knows that and it starts promoting these posts and it starts saying, Hey, because you like this, you might like this. And you know what the scary part is? What? They're right. Yeah. That's the scary part. It's getting better and better. Same with Spotify. The same with Spotify. My Spotify discover weeklies and like my release radars and like everything Spotify chooses for me. You know what? I usually like about 75% of that. And, uh, it's just, it's it's kind of spooky in some aspects because you have so much of your life that's on there and i've been listening to uh, another podcast called darknet diaries um highly recommend it but you know when we're talking about like phishing attacks or hacking attacks you know how much information people can find out just about you from like the footprint you've left on the internet is just wild yeah and so i kind of agree though you know because it's kind of like Either you learn how to use it or you become so disconnected from kind of that pulse of human. I said connection, but Michael wrote conscience. Uh, but yeah, that's very true. Like, hey, if you don't want to be on social media and hey, if you don't want to like be involved in the Internet, well, you do have to be off the grid because, you know, jobs, work, life requires email connection at the very least, you know. Hey, you need to text family members. How are you going to organize hanging out? Oh, well, you need to say, you know, it's either through text or over social media. And so you hit this weird point where it's like, you can't just say no. You can't just be like, no, man, I'm not going to use it. Like, because it's ultimately like, then you fall out of touch with what's actually happening, supposedly. And that's kind of the question I wanted to pass to you, Jack, is especially dealing with like, news on facebook and posts on instagram do you think that if you truly disconnected so you say you deleted your apps you suspended or your accounts because i know you can't really truly delete counts anymore which is kind of weird yeah it takes like 30 um, days to truly delete or even then you can still log back in so great given all that do you think that if you truly disconnected do you think you would feel left out of that kind of the uh, rhythm of like the human current, you know, because we're getting to this point where everybody's going to be interacting with everybody all the time. Yeah. Really cool. Also really scary because not everybody's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it'd be great to think like, oh, man, people are just going to use this for a positive reason. But it's like, mm, I don't know if they will. Yeah. So uh, what do you think, Jack? Do you think you would fall out of I think for me, kind of fall out of the world, really. For me personally, when it comes to like being on like the heart of the na- the heartbeat of the nation or whatever, I was gonna say the heart of the cards, <laughs> the heart of the cards. <laughs> if I draw the right card now, I can do this and beat Kaiba, Karibo. Anyways, uh, it's not how it goes. I uh, so I've really tried to stop scrolling when I'm bored. And 
whenever I'm shown a lot, like, because, you know, Laura goes through TikTok a lot, and she she shows me TikToks, and there are, there are some great TikToks, okay? There really are some great funny ones. But I'm trying to, like, stop scrolling because I find that I'm not saying in connection with anything. I don't care about anything I'm seeing on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, I really don't care about it. And it's just like a time sink. When you really think about how much time you're wasting just scrolling, it kind of starts, you know, eating away. You're like, man, I had to fold the laundry or hang up the laundry. But instead, I just scrolled Instagram for 30 minutes. Are you kidding me? And now I'm right. going to sit here and feel bad about that and then go and scroll another social media like Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or... Right. Like, you know, there's so much. And as much as I feel... As much as they want you to feel like you're being connected with everyone, you're not connecting with anyone or anything because all you see is what's popular that day or maybe that week, you know? Uh, like the other day, Target was trending. Why was Target trending? Oh, because they restocked PS5s. It was gone in like, you know, an hour. And then, who knows, GameStop was, was trending again. Or, you know, these really obscure and kind of like stupid things that aren't important but feel important because you can miss them so quickly. And hmm. so if I had to really try to disconnect... I do think I could because I really don't care about what's new and what's happening really because currently I don't anyways. But I would miss being able to, hey, like what did uh not what Jack post today? What did George post today? Or, you know, I don't have a lot of family members or friends that really post on a regular basis. So there really is no real need for me to keep up or I'm not actively finding like new friends so there's really no need for me to keep up with what's going on in the world if I need to I can just google whatever you know what I mean so I don't right but it is it is a trap because even with me saying that I still do that sometimes I still sit there and scroll twitter for 30 minutes and then switch to facebook or instagram and I'm really trying to be better about that and be more productive with that time but it is hard because mm. We live a life where we have the ability to just waste time like that. So I don't know. Right. No, I definitely agree. You know, it's one of those things where it's so hard to break out of that loop because, you know, ultimately what it kind of comes down to is you're reading the world's most interesting magazine at that point, you know, because everything kind of gets to the point where it's tailored to you. I mean, even if you're using like a guest Reddit account, it starts to realize like what the posts you look at, what posts you like, and it starts to show you more of those. I think for me right now, Reddit is probably the worst offender because really? I can just see so much weird stuff on there. And yeah, like I'll just scroll Reddit for hours, like not hours, but you know, uh, come on, be real. And Sometimes hours. You know, I don't know how long. I've never actually timed it. Uh, but it's... It's kind of crazy because, you know, I when I was hearing you say that, I was like, I agree. You know, like on Instagram, when I see those little <laughs> orange story bubbles, I feel like I have to click them. I'm like, I want those to go away. You know, if I have a notification, notification has to go Dude, away. It's, I'm the same way in video games. Yeah, it's actually. just like in Call like, of Duty. I hate it when there's like a little exclamation point or a little notification that's like, yep. hey, this is new. Yep. And uh, so, you know, I guess a solution would be, hey, well, just delete everybody who you don't actually know. 
you know, that way you're just keeping with family and friends. But then, you know, you and I run into the problem. Well, how are we going to promote a product? That, you that's know, the biggest how thing. How are we going to... And uh, even then, we talked about this a little bit with a YouTube one, but, uh, you know, there seems to be... I And maybe it's just because I haven't found the right channel, but, I mean, Jack, can you think of the last channel you found that was, like, in the middle of exploding, like, and seeing substantial growth? You either uh... see the person who gets, who posts on Facebook, and they're, like, something, and they occasionally get, like, one like, but they post, like, every day. It's just random, random stuff. But then there's the people who post, and they get, like, you know, 17 likes, 10 comments, and it's like, well, where's the in-between? Where is, where is the, as far as like promotion goes and like growing like a business or promoting like a product, like where are the other people who are kind of in my camp, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really, and what are they doing? Because you listen to like, and I'm, I apologize for interrupting, but you listen to other podcasts and they're like, you know, Oh, Hey, you need to subscribe. The big thing on YouTube recently, for example, and I do count YouTube as a social media platform. But the big thing on YouTube recently is like, hey, so-and-so percentage is not subscribed. Hey, you can subscribe anytime and you can change your mind. You know what I mean? And you know why people do that? Well, because other popular YouTubers have done that and they blew up in success. And so it's like you end up kind of having to just play a game, you know? Let's play a game, basically. And that, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't know how I feel that like, you know, it's not about hey, if you create the most engaging written post, you know, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you spam posts, you know, because ultimately your posts, if they're not gathering the likes or they're not gathering so-and-so, nobody's going to care. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, at what point do you stop playing the game? Or at what point do you change the game and say, hey, I need to start actually understanding like the algorithm and the function of how these things work? Which then at that point, you're like, man, like I I want to get, I want to put my energy and time into like the actual creative aspect of this. I want to put my energy and time into connecting with an old friend who I haven't talked to anymore that social media allows to do. You know, um, it's getting to the point where like, I appreciate Discord much more because you do have those like niche groups, you know, and you can find sure. other niche groups of people. And like we have a Discord for like our D&D group and, you know, and then our Raconteur collection. And, you know, it's just like, God, that's kind of nice, you know, but it is nice. Then again, how are you going to grow a community if you're not going to grow it with on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, how are you going to do this or how are you going to do that? And it's just like, at what point do you say, hey, this is enough? Like, I can't, we can't keep doing it anymore. At what point and, do you uh, just I don't know give if, everything up and start yeah. posting on TikTok all the time and wait for one to explode? Because Laura's shown me, like, a lot of examples of people being like, hey, you know, we're just really trying to do this, and I'm trying my best, and it's not working out, so go give it a listen. And for some reason, the algorithm picks it up, the right person sees it, and it has, like, 100,000 likes, tons of comments, and everyone, I'm just... I'm sitting there, it's like, so you're telling me I just need to just keep posting every single day about the Raconteur collection and just hope that one day a random post is picked up and explodes. Because people like made careers off of that kind of stuff nowadays. And it's it's sometimes a little disheartening because it's like, oh, I put in all this work and I've tried to do this, you know, like, you know, post frequently, 
make the uh, artwork, uh, you know, editing, all that kind of stuff. And then someone's like, hey, I'm starting this. And for some reason, it just explodes. Like, there's no rhyme or reason, you know? So it's... Right. We're in a very strange time where there's all these supposed rules to follow. But at the same time, you know, people break those rules all the time. So... Right. And that's ultimately, I think, the big kind of, you know... I'm going to go grab my phone. Double, you know, the, the, you know the, both sides of the coin is what I'm trying to say. You have the side, uh, very much going back to what Michael said, you know, you go back and you say, hey, it's a really great tool for connection. But then the other side is this kind of just toxic cesspool of people like, you know, feeding into each other's biases and attacking like straw men and you know, um, spreading all just misinformation, like, and it's just like, at what point do you say that, like, hey, we need to treat this as we would treat, like, a conversation in real life, because social media is not going to go away, like, unless there's, like, an apocalypse, you know? Um, Oh, yeah, I mean... But it's just not going to go away. Like, it's just, we're kind of stuck with it, because it can't, at this point, be easily pried away. You know, businesses use Facebook, businesses post on Twitter, I mean... Think about like Wendy's, like for a while, like Wendy's was like, you know, having some nice slapbacks on Twitter with different stuff. And it's just like, man, like at what point, at what point do we have to say like, man, is it, do people really care about Wendy's this much or is this just a clever thing that caught on, you know? Yeah. I mean, here, here's the biggest really thing care? is that yeah. over 70%, I mean, this is a poll on pewresearch.org, over 70% of adults nowadays use social media. And, yeah, you know, even you have, I'm looking at a poll right now, you have, you know, people over 65, at least half of them use it as well. And everyone else is like mm-hmm. 84%. So you, it's so hard to avoid and it's become such the norm. So, I mean, I just wanted to add that in because it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of proving that like, no matter what age gap, what I say, what age range you're in or where you come from, who you are how educated you are like it doesn't matter it's social media is ingrained in our society as something you kind of have to have if you want to do anything almost you want to search yeah. you want to start your own business a business wants to do good right. marketing or you're trying to reach a certain group of people i mean if you mm-hmm. go on to you try to make an ad for Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, which we haven't done yet, but we need to start doing. You can go in and select the demographics of who you want to try to, you know, appeal this ad to. What age? What age right. range? Uh, men, women, everybody. Uh, you know, how long do you want to run it for? You know, you 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 could we could run an ad where our Facebook ad would only show up on people's profiles who are sixty five plus. Like, we could do that if right. we wanted to. And that's crazy that we right. were able to do that. And we'd probably get some clicks out of it. Have a really old yeah. demographic. <laughs> but um, I think where I would kind of like to take this conversation now, Jack, is to talk more about the the kind of blurring of the line between... Because you said earlier, and I want to challenge you a little bit on a point. You said people are a little bit more genuine to you know who they are in real life as opposed to who they are on social media um and i i kind of disagree i think it's actually the opposite um i think people and especially if we want to pick one i because i'm more familiar with instagram especially on instagram 
there's this feeling of like, and I have this feeling all the time, and this could be a me problem, you know? So I'm kind of aware that like, this could be just how I view it. But if you look at some people's uh, Instagram, you're like, wow, they are living such a fun and good life all the time, you know? And they have posted this and wow, that looks so cool. And, you know, everyone will tell you, hey, that's not really them. You know, they have bad days. Mm -hmm. They have off days. They have days where they're just at work. But you kind of run into what I'd like to call like that, uh, that kind of sitcom problem where like if you've ever watched Friends or The Office or Perks and Rec where you're like, man, it seems so fun to work in that job. You know, these people are talking, they're hanging out, but you don't see the hours of actual work they do. You don't see the struggle. You don't see the, you know, X, Y, Z. And so I kind of want to see, like, why do you think people are, I mean, if your side is to say, hey, no, people are closer to what they are in their profiles or people are less like their profiles. I, I kind of think it's tends to be more the yeah. opposite where people do kind of curate who they want to be. And they kind of have this very specific style, look, feel of the music I like. Oh, the posts I like, the friends I have. Everything kind of blends together. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're one of those types of people. You're one of these types of people. Um, So what do you think of that? Like, do you think that's true? Or do you think that's more of like a me thing where I'm kind of inflating this problem? So let me clarify. So when I said that people are more of themselves nowadays on social media, I meant that, you know, obviously everyone's kind of inflates a little bit all the good parts. But, you know, you have, I, I follow a lot of my friends, for instance, and a lot of them don't kind of, you know, just give off this glamorous lifestyle or post only, you know, everyone posts the good things because it's good to post good things. Because I feel like you, if you have a good ground if you have a good base from like where you're coming from you understand that yeah that person might have had a rough day but they decided to make this post because it was uplifting for them or it was like a day from they're having when it was a good day or something like that i see that a lot in my personal like people that i follow and that sort of thing and i see people like releasing new music that they work on and people are putting out artwork like a brother henry started instagram for his artwork uh, which guys, by the way, if you want some artwork from our brother, let us know and we can get get you in contact. They're pretty cool. We bought one actually. Um, you know, so I guess what my point being is that you have celebrities that use it and it's a very, it feels very fake when you go to like a celebrity page and they always look perfect. They're in these perfect cars, perfect house, like super expensive, whatever. But then you can go to like a, a local company's page or you can go to a friend's page or even just like, I don't know, a small channel starting out on something. And there's a tonal shift in what you're seeing because I believe mm-hmm. people are kind of coming around to the fact that people know that, you know, we all have troubles and things that happen in our life. But I'm not going to post about that all the time when it happens because we all we're all kind of like at a mutual understanding do you know what i mean and so i guess what i was just trying to say is that you know while yes i think you always kind of see the better side of someone you you see you know what they try to put out into the world not necessarily like a fabrication of themselves but the ideal 
self that they want to put out into the world when they might not be able to in their day-to-day life because they work 40, 60 hours a week, because they have all these things going on. But they don't want to bog people down with that thing because it kind of sucks to just see more negative reinforcement. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I didn't clarify anything, but that's kind of where I was coming from. No, you did. You definitely did. I actually really like what you said as the idea of a mutual understanding. I think that's very true. I mean, looking at Instagram, there are those people who you can tell they understand how it works. They understand the function and they understand what posts are going to be viewed and what posts are going to be liked. And there's a very specific style and theme. And it's the same way on Facebook as well. Very much so, yeah. Every once in a while, but you, and it's frustrating, I guess, because as you're growing and getting bigger, you tend to kind of become uniform with that understanding. But then once you hit a big point, you know, you can kind of just do whatever you want. Because at that point, people are following you either for you or for the content you produce. And so you're like kind of safe, you know? Um, And I think that's what is probably the most fascinating to me because, and I think, yeah, this is why at some point I know I'm kind of going around in circles here, but at some point why I think I just don't understand is that, and why I wish we had had maybe feedback from somebody who was a heavy user and posted a bunch. There's somebody on my, and I won't say their name, but there's a somebody on my um, Instagram stories who literally when I'll be scrolling through stories just to stop the orange bubbles on top, they have like 20 stories that I like click through in just rapid succession. I'm not even reading, I'm not even paying attention. And I, so I'm like, I'm literally, this is like an OCD habit that I have. Um, you know little tangent there but uh you know it's i'm like why though like are you doing this for you are you doing this because you know and i guess maybe that's unfair of me to ask because you know i guess i can't empathize and see the situations where it's like you can realize who you are by posting this by kind of manifesting who you want to be and so you can kind of draw the line closer you know you can kind of forge who you want to be now and the type of person you want to be seen as. And I think as good as that is, I also just think like, but how real is it though? You know, like, and for example, like, so I, like when I use Instagram and when I post, I think you can tell if I've posted something between and then Jack's posted something, you know, you can tell the difference, right? Oh yeah. But you know, but why do we do that? You know, why is there a difference? Well, it's because I think Jack and I are still carrying most of ourselves with us when we're posting, you know, this, this podcast, this is very much who Jack and I are. Like, it's not, we're not trying to be like, Hey, we're not trying to be NPR and we're going to have very measured and balanced discussion. Uh, you know, Jack and I are always going to be the podcast that's conversational where we kind of talk over each other. We, you know, throw in dumb jokes and because that's who we are. And that's who we want to be. And that's what I want to be known for. And that's, I guess, kind of the important part is that I don't feel like on social media now, if you want to do the genuine play, I don't think the genuine play actually holds a lot of water. And I think the conforming to the algorithm, I think conforming to the style, conforming to that kind of mutual understanding of how the platform works will work way well. I mean, for example, like, 
if we change it to make our Twitter posts more snarky, a little bit more like attention, a little grabbing, more douchey. I bet you would get more. Yeah, a little more douchey. I, I, I. We would probably get more, you know, traffic on uh, Twitter. You know what I mean? Because when people talk about Twitter, it's always like, oh man, this person said this, this person said this, and it's like, God, like, I, I don't know how much I care. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I care about the person who like wrote out this, you know, heartfelt little message and they sent it in because like we affected them personally because of who we are. You know, I would much rather that rather than like gain this like audience based on like something false, you know, but can you blame, can you blame somebody who gamed the system and they're known for very specific type of content or a very specific type of commentary, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars off it. I mean, I just watched a Cody Co recently, uh, Cody obviously, and he was talking about, you know, people who do the stupid videos on Facebook and he was saying that like, Oh my gosh, I saw that one. It was horrible. It's great. Right. This idea of like, you're always watching the video because you want to see what happens next, even though you know, it's not going to be worth it. There's like this animal primal part of your brain where you're like waiting for the twist. You're waiting for the M night Shyamalan moment. Right. And then you're like, so you do this and you get millions of views. And he was talking about how like, Hey, this person, they got, you know, 10,000, hundred thousand views and they got, you know, $25,000 for this video. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, then I come to do this podcast and I'm like, why am I putting work into this? Should I just be putting work into like licensing Facebook videos and reposting them and trying to make meme accounts? Yes. I, but the I don't want to be known yes. for that, you know? But I feel like it's that, that toss up between do you want to be who you are or do you want to have kind of that I guess I'm struggling a little bit because I don't want to be too negative on social media and people who benefit greatly from it because I'm not one of those people. And so I don't want to, I think I'm coming across as a little bit like <laughs> angry that I'm not popular. That's not really how I feel. I'm more just like, I would love to get inside the head of somebody and like have somebody explain to me like, oh, hey, I post this. I post myself talking on my Instagram story about so-and-so issue because it helps me voice my thoughts and I can hear other people's opinions, you know. But we didn't get any of that feedback, and so it's kind of stuck with us. But I don't know, Jack. I Ultimately, I guess I'd like to know really what you think. Like, Do you think it is a toss-up between being genuine and then kind of learning the algorithm? Or do you think you can do both? Do you think there's kind of like a marriage where you can be, we can be ourselves, but we can also really learn how to game the system and get those views, get those listens? You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it, I mean, if we had the capital to put forth advertisements and stuff like that. And if we knew, it comes down to a couple of things. I think we can be ourselves, but we'd have to be a very moderated version of ourselves. That's, you know, that people know, hey, yeah, they're doing this to grow the podcast because you kind of have to nowadays. You know, like we could do that. But the problem is you have to be online all the time to do that. Like you really do. Or posting all the time. And we just... You and I are both busy. We both work. We both have different life dynamics. Like, it's hard for us to do that. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, you have the money to just run advertisements for weeks on end to every demographic, to everybody, on every platform. Or you have the money to hire people to do it for you. Or you know somebody. Like, you know, uh, the Minecraft YouTuber Dream blew up out of nowhere for kind of no yeah. reason. I mean, there's a reason, but, eh, debatable. Um, 
you know, his whole friend group is like super huge right now. And why are his friends popular? Very just, just, huge. J- like talking like the biggest thing on YouTube, basically. And oh yeah, we're talking about the difference between like channels I watch regularly getting maybe three hundred thousand views, and like every video I see of like Dreams, who's a big Minecraft YouTuber. Just to clarify, we're talking about like each one of his videos gets like eight point seven million views. Yeah, like, and so do what so do the world his friends' happening? videos. Or, like really? Yeah, or <laughs> right. you see. This streamer group blows up, and then all of a sudden, they all all their friends are famous. Everyone posts about them all the time, and it's kind of like, well, what did they do? They didn't follow anything that people tell you to follow. They just knew this person, and that's it. Like Charlie, if we got a shout out from like the you know like uh h three h three h podcast, if we got a shout out from them, right. Boom, there's our boost, and as long as we kind of are consistent like we are, that would carry us. We'd be good, pretty much. You know, right. that'd be a good jump. But we don't know anyone in the space that has that kind of reach or that pull. And so it's just mm-hmm. right now we're at a point where we have to just put in the work and be consistent with the work, improve it as much as we can with what we have. And that's that's right. that's how we're gonna get to where we go. And obviously we couldn't post better on social media, but we're we don't we're not the kind of people that can post all the time because it takes a lot to do that. And neither of us have the money to hire someone to do it for us. So we just kind of basically gotta hope that the show carries itself on its own merits that we slowly yeah. learn the game as we can. And we just kind of adapt and grow naturally. Cause that's as much as we can do right now because we don't have the money, right. the know-how, the people or whatever, yeah. or the connections, but it's something we yeah. can learn. But it just, like I said, it's hard for either of us to be online all the time. Like we would need to be. To, well, and to it's see not that. so much. I don't think of, being online all the time but it's the uh the spam post that you know that that approach i gah i i i'll be honest with you every time i see somebody spam posting something they're doing you know so this is so this is not anybody who's like oh hey i did this at my job or oh hey this is you know um nothing like that but uh, every time i see kind of that like spammy like post it's like god i don't care it makes me not want to do it you know like with advertisements how they always try to get you to do it, but you're like, I want this even less now. Yes. Because you're interrupting what I'm trying to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, you're not, this is not making me want to go out and buy your product. I don't want to buy the Heroes Journal. I don't want to buy Vessi shoes. You know, I might want to get a VPN. I might do that. You know, but, uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I don't care about your earbuds. I don't care about, you know, the, what is it? Morning Joe. That's been a new one that's been going around. You know what I mean? Um, but again, I'll reference a Cody Co video when he was talking about, and we'll post these videos in our Discord just so people can have a, a better idea of what we're talking about. But in this video, Cody Co is a YouTuber. He was talking about his his advertisements and talked about kind of like the economic responsibility he has to his life and his family and his future to take these brand deals. And I was like, Dude, thank you for saying that because nobody really says anything. You know what I mean? Nobody, it's one of those things where it's like people get big and they're like, man, I worked hard. And it's like, okay, but you and I are working hard, Jack. You know, like what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to spend every waking minute pouring our life into this? Are we supposed to lose sleep? Are we supposed to have, our, is our quality of life supposed to go down in order to make this successful? No, that's ridiculous. Why would we want to do that? You know? Yeah. But it's like, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, how you only see the smallest of the small 
or you see the biggest of the big. You know what I mean? Exactly. You never see the middle ground. And then every time you hear from the big people, it's like, it's one of those things. I It's the meme that keeps coming up on Facebook and Reddit. It's like, it's like the rich people, Jeff Bezos will be like, money doesn't matter. You know? Oh, yeah. Really popular celebrities will be like, looks don't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Looks it's don't like, matter. okay, yeah, but they yeah. do though. Like it does. Like you can't, you can't say that from your position of power, you know? And then you have people like, I don't know, like the ace, the the royal ace family or the ace royal family, whatever they're called. And they're like, hey, we're going to do a subscription-based service and teach you to how to become a millionaire. It only costs $600 a year. And you're like, what? Like, where's the... Yeah, exactly. Where are the people who's actually, like, telling you? You know, the groups that, you know, and that's what I would love to be if we did get bigger is be one of those groups that could, like look at some of these smaller content creators and find these small people and be like, dude, you're great. Like, we're going to give you a shout out. You know what I mean? Like your content is fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, a uh, super eye patch wolf usually does that where he'll like shout out some YouTubers and stuff like that. And I found people that I've really liked because of his recommendations. And, you know, I can, I've seen their channels grow and, but it's just like, man, like, I would love to get to that point, but I have no idea how to get to that point other than what spamming posts, paying for advertisement. What else? Pestering a big person to get a shout out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like like what, where do you draw the line? Like where, where, where does it come to that point where social media is just taking up more of our time? We're just mindlessly chasing something that's never going to happen. And, you know, I guess I just, I can't quite balance the two and maybe I don't know how. And so I'd love to hear from anybody out there who's listened to this and they're like, man, Charlie, it's not this dire. It's not this serious. You just need to do this. Please, please tell me. I would love, I would love for somebody to say like, Hey, you know, I post 20 stories a day because you know, it helps me do this. It helps me this. Uh, I like getting it out. It's my vent. It's my, uh, you know, whatever. It's my video games. Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah, people yeah. can look at me playing video games and they could say, hey, that's just a waste of time. You're not gaining anything. But I can make all these arguments for why video games are important to me. Yeah, we and went so, to um, that. Uh, but yeah. kind of in the isolation thing as well. Yeah. And so, uh, Jack, I, I feel like I've been talking a lot and I kind of want to toss it back to you. Um, I'm not going to give you a question or anything, but... Uh, are there any kind of other ideas or things I've covered on social media? Anything that I've had said and kind of my rambling mess as I normally have of a <laughs> thought process that is, you could call mine. Um, but is there anything that you want to talk on more or that you want to bring up that's like something that you feel like you kind of need to like get off your chest or you want to say in regards to social media? I think, I mean, we've covered a lot in social media i feel like we've covered most of the things that we personally think about it but when it comes to youtube especially or you see just a lot of these influencers that blow up for i don't know even what reasons anymore but anytime you know you try to come up into the game or you try to do whatever if you try to okay well i'm i need to spread the word i'm gonna post a comment here here you're called like a, a clout chaser, which clout is kind of like, oh, you know, you're trying to basically just leech of other people's success right. or trying to do whatever. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think you have a lot of people that are just, like you said, 
you know, you're lost on how to actually grow whatever you're trying to do. And so you do what is like was easiest for you to do. You know, I don't know anyone. I don't know how to do anything really or my that's you know, I'm not catching the algorithm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I'm just gonna post, hey, here's the Rackinger collection. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us here. Listen like I could just start doing that, you know, but it feels wrong in a way to do that. And then I don't want people just oh quit spamming, you know, they come like rate it like a one star or do I don't know, you know, but I guess let me cut in here real quick. And it's, I think building off what you're saying, it's so hard to find genuine help, you know? Yes. There is so much like, Hey, this is how you grow your audience. But all it is, is them growing their audiences. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to find like the genuine people who are like, Hey, you know, this is what I did. This is how I grew my audience. Uh, I never, I, with the people I follow, nothing. Because the, usually the people that talk about that are doing it because they've realized that they can get clicks, views, they can get ad revenue. You know, because there's more people These trying to figure out ten how steps to do of it. being a millionaire. Yeah, become a ghost. Don't have any social interactions. Live your life for work, and then you'll make millions, and then you'll be all alone in your fancy house. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of it is basically forego having any kind of social life, forego having any kind of fun. Uh, I'll probably find one right now. Hold on. I'm, I'm going through my Instagram right, right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, How to make a million dollars. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. Invest, you found one already. Invest like, 300 a month easy. for 45 years. That's too slow. Okay. Invest 1000 a month for 29 years. I don't have the extra 1000 a month to invest. Impatience will keep you broke. Okay, but let's... That's not how it works. You know what I mean? And there's... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> like, that's not how it works. It's just so... It's so, like, shallow. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, and let me... Um, let me see the comment. <laughs> let me look at the comments on this. Okay, comment. Uh, oh here, here's one. What is the benefit of becoming a millionaire in old age when you don't have enough energy to enjoy? Invest 300, 300 a month? In what? We have to learn before to understand what we do. <laughs> it's not so simple. 29, 29 years is also yeah. too slow, says the one who is a millionaire. Or, yeah, work for 20 years, make sure your salary is over 50000 a year. It's just like no one has the answer right. and everyone has these different – it's it's kind of like with anything. Everyone has their own versions of what works mm. or what got them there. Yeah. And so if you try to follow one, you'll immediately be contradicted with another thing or another point of view. So, right. you know, you can look at that in trying to grow – an audience uh, trying to be more physically fit, trying to learn how to use your time more wisely. It's it's hard to find genuine people. And I do think genuine people yeah. grow more slowly. But when you find those people, yeah. there really is a difference that's very noticeable. I don't really know where yeah. we're going with this. I feel like we've kind of lost track. No, I, I totally agree but. with you because, or no, I, I kind of wanted to move into you know, some positives from social media. I wanted to like recommend some, you know, channels on YouTube. And, oh, I got a couple, you too, know, just yeah. some of that. Or if you have any TikTok videos, like, yes, you know, like, yeah, we are saying a lot of negative things, but ultimately like, especially I would say YouTube, like I've learned so much and like gotten so many cool and unique perspectives from different types of people, different types of creators. It really makes me wish that like, YouTube had some kind of search function to where I could find these smaller channels and like search through people who have like 50 subscribers, but who are making good content. So I could be like, dude, 
your content is great. And you know, I know that my comment is not going to be lost in just the, because at some point when you do get big enough, and this has to be a whole other side that to be honest with everyone out there, if you know, the racketeer collection, I don't think it will, but if it ever did get like huge and blow up, the idea of getting thousands of comments stresses me out. I'm like, I dude, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, making it easier to find these smaller people to find these smaller podcasts, you know, um, different like stuff like that to actually like be like, Oh, Hey, like these are our up and comers, people who have under a hundred subscribers, you know? Um, and just be like, Hey, let's check out some of their videos, see if they're any good, you know, but there's nothing really like that. And you kind of have to like dig. And it's like, even if you dig, you know, Hey, I want to see a small channel's view of the last of us part two. None of that's going to come up. None of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're not going to get the channel that has, you know, a hundred views on their last of us part two, four hour review. And, uh, if you do find that video, you need to tell me how you're finding that video <laughs> because maybe there's like, maybe if I dig into the advanced search settings, I can like narrow down, but I, you know, I don't know. I'll look at that later. Um, so no, Jack, I definitely think you, you know, you were staying on track, but, uh, why don't you give some shout outs? You know, let's, let's turn this kind of as let's end it in a positive way. Like let's, what's some good stuff that we found on social media. Good stuff. Well, I was telling you about this. There's this channel called Forgotten Weapons. It's this guy who he's kind of think of him as like the Bob Ross of like guns. <laughs> it's so good. Right. He's like, hi, my name is Ian McCullen, and today we're talking about the Sig 416, and it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's this guy who reminds me a lot of Henry. His name's Scalagrim mm. or Scalagrim. He d- he does videos like Scalagrim. How, how great swords beat pikes in battle, or did they? Or you know he does a mm. lot of that kind of stuff. There's also right. Benji Thomas, who I think it's him and a couple, it's a one guy or two, three guys. I'm not really sure, but they do a lot of videos on animals of the week, discoveries in paleontology, the history of yada yada yada, and so. You know, right. I've been getting into a lot of history on YouTube. I've been like, Dad, uh, I've, you know, the history of mm. France, history of Germany, history of Norway, history of the United States. I've been doing all that kind of stuff, um, right. which I wanted to bring <clears> up, but it, it'd be too long to bring up. But the first emperor of China, uh, I forget his full name, mm. but it's like Qin, Qin Shei Hui or something like that. Dude, it's unreal how, right, like, some of these people in history are just like insane. And I was just gonna say, like, you can find this kind of stuff, but a lot of it isn't pushed forward because it's not very showy. It is kind of boring and dry, but it's really good. So a channel that I yeah. think is really good and really big, but and Ellie likes watching them is the slow mo guys. Those guys are yeah, really those guys are great. I love them. So if you guys haven't watched them, the slow mo guys really good content as well. Uh, do I think of anything else? Charlie, you got anything? Yeah, I do. So, of course, a classic that's, I think, blown up more now, but there's a channel called All Gas, No Breaks, and it's just this guy who goes and interviews bizarre groups of people. Um, his latest video is about Bigfoot hunting, and if you want to see, like, the most cringy, weird interviews, just bizarre people, like, just weird-ass people check it out because it is 
God, it's so good. You know, because this guy, like, he asks them really mundane, stupid questions. Like, he'll be like, all right, so why are you out here hunting Bigfoot? And the guy's like, Bigfoot of the has killed my family. And the guy will be like, well, why do you kill your, why do they kill you, why do you kill your family? And they're like, he like, he just lets these people like hang themselves on their own rope. So good. Um, another channel I really love, and they don't post that often, but they've done a ton of like Game of Thrones stuff is called Alt Shift X. Really cool, um, channel with this guy like gathers a bunch of information and like talks about the lore and the place or like he talks about you know game of thrones a lot the expanse is on here um raised by wolves you know he did one on like apocalypses like disaster and religion you know um and so he collects all his information really nice like graphics pictures stories yeah really good like storyteller and kind of curator of like bringing all this information together and i highly recommend it because I've fallen down rabbit holes of just like watching this guy's videos. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Game of Thrones is suddenly so cool. Um, another big one that I not so big, but I, I learned about again from another YouTuber is called the Atrocity Guide. I highly recommend this channel. It's basically this girl who does these like documentaries about weird stories, weird groups. She did one that's all about uh Breatharians. So the people who think that they can breathe and, you know, absorb sunlight and just live without food, mm-hmm. you know, Interesting. she did one about this guy named Phoenix, Phoenix Jones, who was like a real life superhero. And like, she like, is just really good at like crafting these stories. And like, I think showing them, you know, in positive ways, um, searching through here, another big channel that I like that I really love is, uh, the corridor crew. They do a oh, lot of videos good. like stuntmen react, CG artists react, uh, really good stuff as far as like just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. pushing like I've learned a lot from watching their show and they just have really good personalities, yeah. I would say. I got I got a, I got uh, a few real quick. Yeah, go um, for it. So GameSpot's been doing this video series with this guy named Jonathan Ferguson. He's another he's a uh, like a gun historian. I forget exactly what his name is, but he works at this museum that's it's in London or somewhere. But and he like reacts to weapons and video games, how they're portrayed. And it's really refreshing to see someone who isn't just like, oh, that's not how it works. But he's like, yeah, like I used to play this game all the time when I was younger. And I know why they did it this way for the game. But in real life, you know, he kind of he he's like that perfect mm. in between of having the actual like world that. knowledge and also understanding it's a game. Like one thing he pointed yeah. out was it's weird than how. I think it was a Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 3 where all the guns, except maybe one or two, eject the shells to the left when that's not how guns work in general because most <laughs> people are right-handed. But it's for that visual yeah. effect, you know, so you can actually see it when you're firing. So, yeah, it was a really – or really he does cool. ones on, like, Tarkov, and he's like, Tarkov's great. And he pointed out another thing about Tarkov is that when you're shooting – I might have mentioned this before, but when you're shooting a pistol and you, you know how there's muzzle flash – and sometimes it's brighter, right. and other times it's not as bright. Well, that's because he said that in the game what they're doing is that sometimes it ignites the gas, the next bullet does, and sometimes it doesn't. So that's why the flash varies, and he hasn't seen that really portrayed in other games before. And I was like, there's another point for Tarkov right there. Uh, <laughs> but another good channel, try you know him, <laughs> Brutal Moose. Love, oh, love yeah, that's his a stuff, great man. call out. I yeah. think he, his stuff is fantastic. I will say, if anyone need something to watch and they don't know what to watch just watch brutal moose pretty much any of his videos but any of his brutal foods series of videos are super yes. good too oh 
It's exactly yeah. talk about if I could make a super content, chill, yeah, nerdy dude. Yeah, like oh, sorry. Go ahead. If I could make <laughs> that kind of content, I would. You know, like that's the kind of stuff that I would make if I had all the know-how. Uh, and then there's right. this other guy. He deleted a lot of his videos. Not sure why. There's only four of them on his channel now. But Evan Kale, super hmm. uh, eccentric guy who's like really smart. But he made this controller, like a fidget spinning controller. Oh, yeah. I think you've seen the video, but I remember you he's me that. super. Yeah. I, I think he's like really funny. Uh, Laura doesn't like him that much, but uh, he's he's really fun, really entertaining. And I like how he just kind of is like hey like it's all fun it's all a game but also goes into like here i'm like soldering the, the electronics i'm programming the actual device i'm doing this and that and it's super cool to watch all that stuff so evan kale is another good guy to watch yeah i mean we'll keep going here i a lot of these are from youtube and i realized that we've done a youtube episode but as you know i think in talking about social media i really do want to kind of bring in the positive sides of it and what it's brought to us and so to continue with their recommendations, uh, another YouTuber I really love, uh, his name is Jacob Geller. He does a lot of video essays about very, very much in line. If I were to start my own YouTube channel, I would make videos like this guy. He does like, he did like his most recent videos called Dead Space 2 Feels Like a New Game and talks about hmm. some of the great moments in Dead Space, how the how it makes you feel. You know, he did one about this weird free Steam game called Naissance. And a big point of it was feeling alienated within a big city, you know, not knowing the function. And that some of that stuff has been like so inspiring to me. Just a very good, very thoughtful, kind of peaceful creator. Very like empathetic. Like he very is like digs into the feelings of these games and how they yeah. make you feel. And I love that kind of stuff. Another really great person that I hope hasn't disappeared is uh, Joseph Anderson. He does these, his last two videos have been critiques of the Witcher games. The first one is four hours long, and the second one for the Witcher 2 is five hours. And let me tell you, I have watched all of it. <laughs> he, like, yeah. he just, like, breaks apart these games and, like, gives you these, like, detailed, like, thought-provoking, like, just, like, breakdowns and, like, themes and, like, how everything fits together. And, and it really good. And I hope he does The Witcher 3. Uh, his last post was 11 months ago. And I know in the end of that five-hour Witcher video, he was talking about like the stress of making these videos. Which oh, I can imagine, dude. I can only freaking imagine. Because I think this guy is married and has a kid. And, like, you know, his video, like, The Witcher videos, you know, the first one has 3 million views. His second one has 1.8 million for a five-hour video. Are you kidding yeah, me? I, I would like, love to see the statistics on that to see if people sit down and watch it for the whole time or if they come back to it. You know what I mean? Because that's right. That's insane. Um, to, Going down the list, though. John um, Tron. Watch John Tron. John Tron, John I would definitely so say. Good. John Tron's pretty big. He's pretty he's, um, he's If you want an big. old, If you want an old channel that doesn't post anymore but has some quality oh i mean jack we're talking the utmost of quality small little channel not active anymore called germa 985 yo oh my goodness this guy has some like videos that jack and i reference as much as we reference like lore of the ring he streams like, now like he's on any- twitch a lot but he doesn't do youtube that much anymore <laughs> dude it's oh my gosh. oh my gosh in particular there is one called castle griffin seed and uh, <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this podcast, like anybody who knows us, check out that video because it is freaking funny, man. It is so funny. And uh, 
I'd have to give him a shout out just because like, man, it's great. Um, of course I mentioned him earlier. Super eye patch wolf. Really good. Another really great one is called Thor high heels. And he does like these breakdowns of a lot of old games. I think he's, I think, I don't know if he's like an American guy, but he kind of just has these like laid back 30, 40 minute long videos where he just delves into like these niche weird topics like he did one that's all about like from software's games before dark souls you know what i mean like stuff like that which is just great um you know i think that's about all i have here as well of course i'll say you know yeah we'll, po- we'll know post more on the discord if we if we think of anything else more will be in the discord yeah but you know there are some positives there and i will say as far as like the memes go quality there are some good there's some good memes out there and uh i do love them you know specifically on reddit uh dungeon and dragons memes they're so good i mean i will just crack up endlessly black magic uh what is it black magic fuckery on reddit is a huge one subreddit that i love it's just weird stuff (laughs) you're like you watch the video and you're like what (laughs) what really (laughs) um so you know as negative as we did talk like when we're talking about things to entertain yourselves with or to kill time, I mean, we've never lived in a better age. And for sure. Especially for we brought this up with a YouTube one, but for finding out information and for bettering learning on a personal level, I mean, geez, like you it's we're getting to this point and I think it's coming probably within you can count me on this if this is still around in twenty years, if the world's still around in twenty years, I guess I should say. But I think we're getting to a point where like self-taught people who learn from the internet it's gonna start eclipsing people who are going to college because i think people are realizing that colleges are just these huge money sucks and yeah, that they can much. learn what they need to learn elsewhere like they can pick a specific class to take and pay for just that on you know whatever um yeah, so i definitely think we're heading to this er- yeah i definitely think we're heading to this place where you know i think a lot of positivity but again Going back to Michael's thing, it's it's a double side blade. Because then on the other side of it, there's all the stuff that I complained about for an hour earlier, you know? Yeah, pretty much. There's, you know, the toxicity. There's just the, the algorithm chasing. There's, you know, everything like that. And not necessarily bad, but I just wish in some, some aspects that people could be more genuine with each other. And I think, but the problem is, Jack, and we'll kind of leave it here, is that being genuine is hard. Being genuine takes time and effort. You know, I say that I would love to search for smaller channels, but a lot of time. am I going to spend am I going to spend 40 minutes watching a crappy video on YouTube that might be good? Probably not. You know, I'll be honest. And so it's like going forward, I think you know, after this conversation, I'm, I want to make much more of a genuine push to like find these other smaller creators and to just talk about them and to say hey like this person is has a hundred subscribers on youtube and they're making great content that nobody's watching because those people exist i can guarantee you there are small streamers jack yourself included that are like giving you quality and oh, they have yeah. like one viewer really, really and then there's quality. a streamer that doesn't have a camp that you know has a dark dude i will get into that one crappy mic that'll be jack's rants that'll be they good. have like a thousand active <laughs> they have good. like a thousand active views 
And they're just like, I don't know. Okay, That'd be such a good. That's something I will never understand. I, I sit here, put quality, Charlie <laughs> and I giving the best banter on Twitch that's available. And then there are people in League of Legends. All you hear is, you know, the button pressing and stuff. That's all you hear. And then everyone in chat's going, oh, dude, sick, sick. And, you're, and I'm sitting there like, great. I get it. Or, you know, there's some giant wars on streamer that's just like, dude, oh, this guy's hacking. He's hacking. It's the only way I lose. This guy's hacking. When you watch the kill cam, the guy just, oh, he ran past me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's so good. There's plenty of clips like that. But, yeah. I think uh, yeah. Charlie and I are going to make more of an effort to try to find the smaller channels to not only shout out, but also to, you know, just network with and get to know them because, you know, you never know who's going to blow up. So just take advantage of right. that. Because, you know, I think one thing that is nice, again, about social media is that ultimately you're not alone. There, you know, we are saying all of this, and I bet you that somebody else has said this exact same thing. Somebody who's really passionate about wanting to be creative, passionate about wanting to, like, make something for themselves, and they can't quite breach that that gap. Um, I bet you there are tons of people like that, tons of people who make maybe years worth of content and they just never see it grow. And they're like, I can't keep doing it. Like, cause you know what I mean? Like it kind of hits that point, but as with everything, there has to be an end and that will be the end of the Raconteur collection. Chapter five, episode two, all about social media. Social media. Jack, do you got anything to say before I uh, wrap this up here? Uh, no, I don't. I think I'm, I think I'm good. We've, reach over an hour and a half so i'm satisfied with that i hope people enjoyed yeah the topic today mm. i think it's a quality quality episode with lots of tangents and talking and i hope you guys followed along so next week will be what about high yeah. school all about high school so everyone as we wrap up here if you like what we do it's so helpful to leave us those comments to give us those follows on spotify and really not only that but like Tell your friends, say, you know, hey, they did this episode about this. I think you'll really like it. You know, that kind of stuff is so helpful and will help us grow, especially the people that are passionate about what we do, which I know everybody who does listen to us weekly right now, they listen to it because they love it. And um, I mean, God, thank you so much. That's like genuinely from the bottom of my heart, like it, it warms my heart knowing that like there are people out there who are like, wow. I, I feel that. That's great. You know what I mean? And, or people who go, man, that's not how I feel. I need to tell them. I love all of that, and I want to keep hearing more of it. And um, we'll strive to keep doing what we do best, you know, getting these episodes out regularly and uh, giving you the most quality, quality. content. Oh, yeah. Everyone, our intro and outro music is provided by Clumsy Titan. If you are paying that's attention during this episode, you might have found out who Clumsy Titan is. But I'm not going to tell you here because you need to be paying attention. Clumsy Titan is going to go ahead and uh, exit us out here with this track titled, is it Lost? Is that the one we're using? I, I think so. It is. Yes, that is the one. Yes, <laughs> yes. Clumsy Titan. Take us away with Lost. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Just an awkward long pause where nothing happens. <laughs> Clumsy Titan. Hey. Hey. Oh, there, there he is. Oh, there it is. Uh, oh, and he's cranking up the volume. He's cranking up the volume. Okay. He's cranking he can't it up. He's drowning us out. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.